Well, Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters. Glad to see you back for another edition of God Honest Truth live stream. And we're coming to you from GodHonestTruth.com. If you'd like to know more about us, go please go visit our website. And if you need to contact us, please go to any of our numerous social media profiles, or you can contact us directly through email at team at, I'm sorry, team at GodHonestTruth.com. Now, when you think about people, everyone you know has a name. Think about your name. What does your name mean? Is it a funny name? What if your name actually meant something funny, like laughter, to laugh? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, especially the person whose name means laughter, and that is one of the patriarchs, Isaac. So stay tuned for tonight's drosh when we get all about Isaac, his life, what he did, his connections with the rest of Scripture, all of that. So stay tuned. But first, oh, excuse me. Before we get to all that, we're going to be doing our tour portions, obviously, which includes our tour portion, half tour portion, and Brit Hadashah portion. And we're also going to be doing our liturgy, like always. Now, if you're just joining us for the first time, we'd like to say shalom and welcome. We're glad to have you. We are God Honest Truth, and we are a Messianic ministry based out of Western North Carolina. And like we said earlier, you can find out more about us by going to GodHonestTruth.com. You can also find other resources to help you in your walk in the faith, whether that be audio Bibles, various research uh, resources, or just about anything you can think of. But go check us out, GodHonestTruth.com. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into our liturgy. Blessed be his name, whose glorious kingdom is for eternity. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And have these words which I command you this day be upon your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children, 
and speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and let them be frontless between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and upon your gates. All right, so in the way of announcements this week, of course, we're going to give you the upcoming episode list for about the next two months or so. Tonight, like we said, we're going to be doing a drosh all about the life and story of Isaac. So stay tuned for that, definitely. Next week, we're going to be doing a drosh on speaking in tongues. Most of you may know this subject, especially if you go to a more Pentecostal or have a more Pentecostal background, something like that. But next week's drosh will be all about speaking in tongues. And then, of course, we're going to get into basic financial management. And then you can see the rest of the planned episodes for about the next two months or so. And once again, here is your list of dates for the feast days for the next upcoming year, all the way through Shavuot of next year. And of course, our next feast day is going to be Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah, whatever you want to call it. And that starts on sunset of September 25th and runs through sunset of September 27th. Also in announcements this week, as always, be in prayer for the nation of Israel, but Israel's prime minister did step down this week, and there's another dissolution of their government, and things are a little bit up in the air, chaotic right now. I'm sure everything will work out, but definitely keep them in your prayer, not only for their political goings-on as of late, but also for their neighbors that surround them, the Muslim countries that are all around them trying to destroy them and wanting to destroy them every single day. And as scripture says, please be in prayer for the peace of Jerusalem. And as always, be in prayer for your nation wherever you are on earth also. Another big announcement as far as the ministry goes, this week we have started podcasting. We're taking the live streams that we do, converting them to an audio format, and then conducting a podcast on various platforms. Right now, we are distributed by iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on iTunes. You can also find us on Podcast Addict and Podchaser for the time being. Now, we've got several more we're trying to get on board with as far as the distribution of the podcast goes. So stay tuned for that, and we'll try to bring you some updates if any of those develop in the near future. As always, if you have any prayer requests or announcements that you would like to have read live on air, make sure to have those in to us by Thursday evening at the latest because we do go live on Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get back to our liturgy. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, who has given us the way of salvation in Messiah Yeshua. He walked among us, filled with your Spirit. The only one who ever perfectly fulfilled your Torah, he healed the sick and raised the dead. The multitudes of our people sought his touch. He taught as no man taught. With authority he brought forth the treasures of the Torah. How the children sought him, the lepers he touched and made clean. How the despised and outcast found love and release from their sin. How the hypocrites feared him, whose words uncovered their sin, despised and rejected, acquainted with grief, he bore the sins of Israel. 
All we, like sheep, have gone astray, turned every one to his own way. Our iniquities were laid upon the king, the sins of the world, his burden to bear. He rose from the dead and opened the way to life everlasting. Praise his name. We are in him. His spirit empowers. New life is ours with joy and peace. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, who has given us Messiah our King. For the sake of our Master Yeshua, in his merit and virtues, may the sayings of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be favorable before you, O Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer. Amen. Avinu Sheba Shemaim Yitkadesh Shimcha Tavo Mehutecha Yasa Retzoneha Baaret Kaasher Naasa Vashemaim Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done, as on earth, so as in heaven. Ten Lanu Hayom Lachem Hukenu Usalach Lanu Erashmatenu ka asher. Sulechim anachnu la asher ashmulanu. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Be'al tevienu lide masa, ki'im hatsilenu min hara. Kilaha, hamamlaha, behagavura, behatifaret, la olame, olamim. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. None can compare to you, O Lord, and nothing compares to your creation. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your mercy endures throughout all generations. The Lord is King, the Lord was King, the Lord shall be King throughout all time. May the Lord grant His people mercy, may the Lord bless His people with peace. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me, let us exalt Him together. And it came to pass, whenever the ark went forth, Moses would say, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. May those who hate you flee from before you. For from Zion shall go forth the Torah, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Blessed be he who in holiness gave the Torah to his people Israel. And tonight's Torah portion is going to be Genesis chapter 41, verse 38 through chapter 42, verse 17. And like always, we'll give you just a moment to find that in your preferred translation at home. Genesis chapter 41, verse 38. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Could we find another like him, a man in whom is the spirit of Elohim? Then Pharaoh said to Yosef, Since Elohim has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. Be over my house, you yourself, and at your mouth all my people shall kiss. Only in the throne I am greater than you. 
And Pharaoh said to Yosef, See, I have set you over all the land of Mitzrayim. And Pharaoh took his seal ring off his hand and put it on Yosef's hand. And he dressed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried out before him, Bow the knee. And he set him over all the land of Mitzrayim. And Pharaoh said to Yosef, I am Pharaoh, and without a word from you, let no man lift his hand or foot in all the land of Mitzrayim. And Pharaoh called Yosef's name zaphnath paniah and he gave him as a wife Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. And Yosef went out over all the land of Mitzrayim. Now Yosef was thirty years old when he stood before Pharaoh, sovereign of Mitzrayim. And Yosef went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Mitzrayim. And in the seven years of plenty, the ground brought forth generously. And he gathered all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Mitzrayim and laid up the food in the cities. He laid up in every city the food of the fields which surrounded them. Thus Yosef gathered very much grain as the sand of the sea until he ceased counting, for it was without number. And to Yosef were born two sons, before the years of scarcity of food came, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. And Yosef called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for Elohim has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second he called Ephraim, for Elohim has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And the seven years of plenty which were in the land of Mitzrayim came to an end, and the seven years of scarcity of food began to come, as Yosef had said. And the scarcity of food was in all lands, but in all the land of Mitzrayim there was bread. But when all the land of Mitzrayim hungered, and the people cried to Pharaoh for bread, Pharaoh said to all the Mitzrites, Go to Yosef, do to whatever he says to you. And the scarcity of food was over all the face of the earth, and Yosef opened all the storehouses and sold to the Mitzrites. And the scarcity of food was severe in the land of Mitzrayim. And all the earth came to Yosef in Mitzrayim to buy grain, because the scarcity of food was severe in all the earth. And when Jacob saw that there was grain in Mitzrayim, Jacob said to his sons, Why do you look at each other? And he said, See, I have heard that there is grain in Mitzrayim. Go down to that place and buy for us there, and let us live and not die. And Yosef's ten brothers went down to buy grain in Mitzrayim. But Jacob did not send Yosef's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he said, Lest some harm come to him. And the sons of Israel went to buy grain among those who, who journeyed, for the scarcity of food was in the land of Canaan. And Yosef was the governor over the land. He was the one who sold to all the people of the land. And Yosef's brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the earth. And Yosef saw his brothers and recognized them. But he acted as a stranger to them and spoke to them harshly and said to them, Where do you come from? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. So Yosef recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. And Yosef remembered the dreams which he had dreamed about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said to him, No, my master, but your servants have come to buy food. We are all one man's sons. We are trustworthy. Your servants are not spies. But he said to them, No, but you have come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said, Your servants are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. 
And see, the youngest is with our father today, and no and one is no more. And Yosef said to them, It is as I spoke to you, saying, You are spies. By this you shall be proven. By the life of Pharaoh you do not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you and let him bring your brother while you are kept in prison. So let your words be proven to see whether there is any truth in you, or else by the life of Pharaoh you are spies. And he put them all together in prison for three days. Barukata Yahweh Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Natan Lanu Torah Temed Bechaye Olam Betukenu Barukata Yahweh Noten HaTorah Amen. This is the Torah which Moses placed before the children of Israel. It is in accord with the Lord's command by the hand of Moses. It is a tree of life to those who take hold of it, and those who support it are praiseworthy. Its ways are ways of pleasantness, and all its paths are peace. Bring us back, Lord, to you, and we shall come. Renew our days as of old. Etzhaim he Lamahazim kimba Betomeheha meushar Deraheha Darhe noam Beholnativoteha Shalom Ashivenu Adonai Eleha vena shuva Hadesh Hadesh amenu Hadesh amenu Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has chosen faithful prophets to speak words of truth. Amen. All right, and tonight's Haftorah portion is going to be Isaiah chapter 11, verses 2 through 9. And of course, we'll give you just one moment to find that in your preferred translation at home. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 2 through 9. The Spirit of Yahweh shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of Yahweh, and shall make him breathe in the fear of Yahweh. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and shall decide with straightness for the meek ones of the earth, and shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and slay the wrong with the breath of his lips. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and trustworthiness the girdle of his waist. And a wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and a leopard lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child leads them. And cow and bear shall feed, their young ones lie down together, and a lion eat straw like an ox. And the nursing child 
shall play by the cobra's hole, and the winged child shall put his hand in the adder's den. They do no evil nor destroy in all my set-apart mountain, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of Yahweh as the waters cover the sea. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the living word in Messiah Yeshua. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the renewed covenant. Amen. And our Brit Hadashah portion for this week is going to be Luke chapter 9, verses 46 through 48. And we'll give you just a moment to find that in your preferred translation. Luke chapter 9, verse 46. And a reasoning arose among them, who might be the greater of them. And Yeshua, having seen the reasoning of their heart, took a little child and placed him by his side, and said to them, Whoever receives this little child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you, he shall be great. Barukata Yahweh, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Natan Lanu Hadavar HaEmet, Vechaye Olam Betukenu, Barukata Yahweh, Notain Habret Hadashah. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who gave to us the word of truth and planted life everlasting in our midst. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the renewed covenant. Amen. All right, so in just a moment, we'll be getting to tonight's drosh. But before we do that, we're just going to take a small break and check on our live streams. And so far, it looks like everything is going good. So if you happen to miss one of the past episodes, we have been live streaming to multiple platforms for several weeks now. We have been streaming to YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and now Odyssey. So if you can't find us on one of those platforms, or if you have something you like about, or I'm sorry, if you have something you dislike about one of those particular platforms, you can always catch us live on one of the other three. Now this is for redundancy purposes. In case one of the services goes down, we still have backup. And also just in case one of the services, they change their policies to something that we just cannot stomach anymore, then that gives us a backup and you'll be able to find any of those links, of course, on our website at GodHonestTruth.com. Go to the Our Ministry menu and then click on Connect Socially. Now, if you're listening on the podcast version, of course, we're not doing a live podcast. Everything you hear right now is going to be on demand and it's going to be recorded. But if you want to catch us live, you can catch us Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or Odyssey. 
And as always, if you happen to miss something, you can go back and catch up starting the next morning on Shabbat morning, usually. And the on-demand videos are going to be available on YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, BitChute, and Odyssey. So you can always go back and catch up. But of course, the best place to catch up or review a previous episode is to go to our website, GodHonestTruth.com, and go to the article for that episode. There you can find not only the video, the, the on-demand video rather, but you'll also be able to see the slides that we use during each of those droshes. And you can go through the slides at your own pace. Then you can stop at one particular slide if you need to take notes or research something, and then go on whenever you're comfortable. That makes it so much more convenient that way. Also on our website, you can find the weekly tour portions. We update those every week. So if you want to follow along and you're watching or if you're listening to this, you can always go to our website, GodHonestTruth.com, and find the Torah portion for the week, the Brit Hadashah portion, and the Haft Torah portion. So before we get into our drash, I just want to remind everyone to go down below and leave us a comment. Just let us know how you're doing. Just say hi or whatever you feel like. While you're down there, make sure you hit that like button as well as the subscribe button. Also hit that uh, bell next to the subscribe link. That way you're notified every time we go live or upload an on-demand video. And also before you leave down there, be sure to hit that share button and share it around with your friends, family, colleagues, or anyone that you know that would like this sort of content. Because word of mouth advertising is the best type of advertising and we appreciate it every single time that you share us around. Thank you so much. That's how this is going to grow. That's how everyone's going to get to see and listen to this type of content. And hopefully that'll make all of us smarter and more educated and deeper in our walk in the faith. So let's go ahead and get into our drosh for tonight. And of course, like I said, tonight's drosh is going to be all about Isaac, who he was, what he did, his story, etc., etc. And like always, we're going to get into lots and lots of scripture. Always feel free to look up each of these scriptures in your preferred translation. And if you find something that happens to be different, translated different, by all means, please contact us and let us know. And that way we can both or that we can all learn together rather. So Isaac, the first time we met or hear of Isaac or, or sorry, let me stop and rephrase that. The first time we're introduced to Isaac is in the book of Genesis in chapter 21. And it says here, and Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Yitshak, or the anglicized version that we all know of pretty familiarly, Isaac. And just to let you know, his actual name was Yitshak. That's his name in Hebrew. And when you transliterate it, like you're supposed to do when you go from one language to another, when it comes to names and proper nouns, his name is pronounced Yitshak. Now, I'm not a fluent Hebrew speaker, so I may be messing that up somehow. And if I am, let me know. But his Hebrew name is Yitshak, and we know him better today as his anglicized name, Isaac. However, this is this verse right here is describing when he was born, and his father Abraham named him there. But he was actually foretold 
and we're known about Isaac way before this, all the way back in chapter 17, several years on the timeline, in fact. Genesis 17, 19. And Elohim said, No, Sarah, your wife, is truly bearing a son to you, and you shall call his name Yitshak, or Isaac, and I shall establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Now, like we alluded to at the beginning of the stream tonight, his name actually means laughter, and Strong's defines it as laughter, that is mockery. Now, remember that because it's going to be important in just a moment. But his name literally means laughter, and you'll see why in just a moment. But Brown Driver Briggs pretty much says the same thing. He laughs. And in this rare occasion, I actually like these Strong's better because, as you'll see, there's more than just one person and more than just a male that comes into the laughing part of it. In fact, most people know about his mother, Sarah, and they think that's where the whole laughter thing comes from. Let's look at that real quick. Genesis 17, 19. And Elohim said, No, Sarah your wife is truly bearing a son to you, and you shall call his name Yitshak, and I shall establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Whoops, I think that got, yep, doubled up here. Okay, let me rephrase. Let's go over some statistics about Isaac real quick. Just to give you a good general overview and some things that maybe you didn't know. The story of Isaac goes from Genesis chapter 17 all the way through Genesis chapter 35. Isaac actually lived for 180 years. This may not seem long in the grand scheme of things, especially when you're considering, you know, Methuselah and Adam and all those, but 180 years is still a fairly long time. Isaac or Yitshak was the 20th generation from Adam. He had one wife, her name was Rivka, or what we now know as the anglicized name, Rebecca. He had one older, older brother, as we all know, Ishmael. Now, Ishmael, of course, was, and his mother, Hagar, was sent away after some time that, I'm sorry, for some time after Isaac was born, then Hagar and Ishmael were sent away. I'm just all tongue-tied tonight for some reason. Oh, but anyways, he had one older brother, Ishmael. Nowadays, we might call him a half-brother, but he's actually considered a brother. And then he had six younger brothers. If you remember in our dossier that we did on Abraham, most people know that Abraham had two sons, Isaac and Ishmael, but they didn't know about the other six. In total, Abraham had eight sons. This means that Isaac had one older brother and six younger brothers because Isaac was the second-born However, he was the promised son. Isaac also ended up having two twin sons. And of course, we know them as Jacob and Esau or Jacob and Esau. And this may be something you don't know. Or maybe you did know implicitly, but never thought about explicitly, but Isaac or Yitshak was the only one of the three patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Isaac was the only one not to have his name changed by Yahweh. You'll remember 
Abraham, his name originally was Avram or Abram, right? Jacob, I'm sorry. Jacob is his original name or his birth name, but his name was later changed to Israel or Yisrael, right? But Isaac is the only one of those three who did not have his name changed. He was named even before his birth, and that's the name he ended up dying with. Isaac is also the longest living of the three patriarchs. If you remember from our Abraham dossier, Abraham lived for 175 years. And then Isaac lived for 180 years. Granted, there's only a five-year margin there, but he was still the longest lived of the three patriarchs. So now let's dive into some scripture real quick. Because we always base everything that we do, believe, whatever our doctrines or our creeds, they should all be based on scripture. So we're definitely, like always, going to get into some scripture. Now, as we said, Isaac's name, or Yitshak, literally means laughter, right? Or he laughs, or as Strong's put it, that is mockery, right? The first time, or what most people know of, as far as the laughing part goes, goes with Sarah. Let's look at Genesis 18. And he said, I shall certainly return to you according to the time of life, and see, Sarah your wife is to have a son. And Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. And Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my master being old too? And Yahweh said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I truly have a child since I am old? But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. This is what most people are familiar with. They know about Isaac's mother, Sarah, laughing, but they, most people don't really know about the other people in the story that were recorded as laughing as well. There were other people besides his family that is alluded to here also. Genesis 21, 6-7. And Sarah said, Elohim has made me laugh, and everyone who hears of it laughs with me. And she said, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. So here it's alluding to the fact that Sarah and possibly Abraham too are telling other people about it. And these other people that hear about it are laughing also because they all think that Sarah and Abraham both are too old, especially Sarah. She's, as they, some translations put it, past the way of women, right? Past the childbearing age. So when they hear this news, the people they tell it to laugh just like Sarah did. But it wasn't just Sarah and other people who laughed. Abraham also laughed as well. Genesis 17, 17. And Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Is a child born to a man who is a hundred years old? Or is Sarah, who is ninety years old, to bear a child? So here we even have... Abraham himself laughing. But that's not the end of the story. Let's check out someone else who did the same thing. Genesis 21, 8-9. This is after Isaac was already born, right? And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Yitshak was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Mitzrian, whom she had born to Abraham, mocking. So here we see Ishmael, Isaac's older brother, right? We see Ishmael mocking, which probably including laughing, at Isaac. 
We've got all these people associated with Isaac, whose name means laughter. Kind of neat, huh? But now, like I said, in the statistics, even though plural marriage was accepted, commonly accepted around that era and during that time, Isaac was one of those men who only ended up having one wife for his entire life. And her name was Rebecca or Rivka. And we see him marrying and joining with Rivka or Rebecca in Genesis 24:67. And Yitshak brought her into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rivka, and she became his wife, and he loved her. Thus Yitshak was confirmed comforted after his mother's death. And most of you know the story. Abraham sent out one of his servants to go find a wife for Isaac. And one of his servants went out and through divine intervention come across Rebekah or Rivka. And then he brought Rivka back to Isaac and they ended up getting married and being in love for their entire life. And this is the way things were done back then, these arranged marriages. Or it was most commonly done back then or even more commonly done than it is nowadays. Kind of a stark contrast to the way we do things. Kind of makes you think, is one way better than the other? Don't know. Let's weigh the pros and cons one time or sometime. But we go on. We see in Genesis 25, 21, And Yitshak prayed to Yahweh for his wife, Rivka or Rebekah, because she was barren. And Yahweh answered his prayer, and Rivka, his wife, conceived. So here we can see that Yitshak or Isaac loved his wife so much and was wanting children, maybe even for her also, that he prayed to Yahweh that she would conceive and bear children. And his prayer was answered. And she did conceive, not just once, I'm sorry, not just one child, but twins. Most of you know that story about Jacob and Esau. But when Yitshak prayed and Rivka or Rebekah conceived, she had twins, first time around. However, even though Isaac or Yitshak is one of the patriarchs that we look up to as some of the founders of the lineage of Yeshua and some of the founders of the faith, etc., etc., he still had his faults. He was still a man who backslid sometimes and did bad things or wrong things that he shouldn't have done. One of those instances, like his father Abraham, was lying and lying to the same king. So let's look at that in Genesis 26, 7. And when the men of the place asked about his wife, he said, She is my sister. For he was afraid to say, She is my wife, thinking, lest the men of the place should kill me for Rivka, because she is good-looking. How the apple doesn't fall far from the tree sometimes, right? Abraham lied about Sarah, saying that she was just his sister. Twice. One of those times was to Abimelech. Here in this story with Isaac and Rebekah, we have Isaac lying to Abimelech also about Rivka or Rebekah being his sister instead of being his wife. Now, of course, everything works out in the end, but we can see the son repeating the same thing the father did, the whole line thing. Now, of course, Isaac did something else that he shouldn't have done either. And this comes to with his children. 
when he had his two sons, his twins, he actually ended up playing favorites, which is something he shouldn't have done. Genesis 25:28, And Yitshak loved Esau because he ate of his wild game, but Rivka loved Jacob. And as we all know, this division, this favorites and stuff, kind of caused division and separation between Esau and Jacob, even to the point where Esau wanted to kill Jacob. Now, eventually they reconciled after many years, and Jacob came back with four wives and lots of kids and lots and lots of possessions. But for a time there, things were stressed between Jacob and Esau. And I would venture to say that part of this reason was because his, their parents played favorites with them, something we shouldn't be doing. And if you're watching the video right now, here you can see a artist depiction of Isaac blessing Jacob instead of Esau. Most of you know that story. We just read it, or I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a previous Torah portion we got back several, several weeks ago. Anyways. But Isaac, being one of the patriarchs, and one of the renowned patriarchs, is of course mentioned in the Brit Hadashah, or aka New Testament also. He makes it into the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. Let's look at Hebrews 11.20. By belief, Yitshak blessed Jacob and Esau concerning that which was to come. So, there was a covenant and a promise made to Abraham that was continued in a covenant and promise made to Isaac or Yitshak. And through faith, he also continued in that. I'm sorry. I'm just all over the place tonight. By faith, Yitshak also continued that with his sons, especially Jacob or Yisrael. Right? And he did that through faith. We also see in Galatians 4.28 how it kind of relates to us as well. And we brothers, as Yitzchak was, are children of promise. Being saved, being born again nowadays, especially after Yeshua, anyways, we have a promise. We have that salvation, that promise of eternal life, and we're going to receive that promise one day. And we have that faith also. The same kind of faith that Yitzchak had, it just spoke of back in Hebrews. But just like Yitzchak, we have that promise. We are a continuation of the promise beforehand, but we have the promise in the future as well. Now, this is where it gets really, really interesting. When you start to look in at the connection between Yitzchak and Yeshua, this is going to be really neat if you have never looked into this before. But check this out. Lots and lots to go through here. Now, both Yitzhak and Yeshua are referred to as the only begotten son of their father, even though their fathers had more than one son. Don't jump to conclusions. Let me explain. With Isaac, his father Abraham, like we said, had eight sons. Yet scripture refers to Isaac as Abraham's only begotten or brought forth son. As we see here in Hebrews eleven seventeen. By belief, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Yitshak, and who, and he who had received the promises, offered up his only brought forth son. And that's Yitshak, or Isaac. 
Now when we look at Yeshua, it says he is the son of Elohim or son of God. Now, is that the only time you ever hear that phrase in scripture? No. We hear the phrase son of God or sons of God several times throughout scripture. Most notably, way back before the Tower of Babel and before the Tower, I'm sorry, before the flood, when it's saying that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful and they went and had children with them. Right? That's just one instance. It also refers to us as being heirs and sons of God. So the Bible refers to more than just one son of God, but it only refers to Yeshua as the only brought forth or only begotten son of God. As with John 3.16, as we all well know. For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his only brought forth son, so that everyone who believes in him should not perish, but possess everlasting life. And for more information on that phrase, son of God or sons of God, go check out the drosh we did last year about just that, sons of God. That was part of our Godhead series, by the way. <clears throat> Next, both Isaac and Yeshua were promised or foretold to be born before they were born, right? That's what that means. And we saw that with Genesis 17, 19, when Yahweh said, no, Sarah, your wife, is truly bearing a son to you, and you shall call his name Yitshak, and I shall establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Now, Yeshua, he was, his birth was also foretold. Luke one thirty one, And see, you shall conceive in your womb, and you shall give birth to a son, and call his name Yeshua. Now, this was the angel to Mary or Miriam. But as... Anybody who's read any of the Tanakh or AKA Old Testament knows the Messiah was prophesied even before then. But he was foretold to Mary and his name was given as well. Now, both Isaac and Yeshua were offered up for a sacrifice. Both Isaac and Yeshua were obedient unto death during that time of their life. As we read with Abraham and Isaac, we don't see anything about Isaac struggling or fighting against what Abraham was doing or anything. He was obedient to his father and he trusted his father. Both were undeserving of death. At the time Abraham took Isaac to sacrifice him, Isaac didn't deserve death. And of course, Yeshua never deserved death. He was sinless and spotless. Now, both Isaac and Yeshua submitted to the will of their fathers. Isaac submitted to the will of his father, Abraham, and Yeshua submitted to the will of his father, Yahweh. Both submitted to the will of their fathers. And speaking of their sacrifice, both of them were offered up for sacrifice very, very near the same place also. If you'll remember, the information we presented in the dossier about Abraham Mount Moriah, where Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac, is suspected to be the same place as Golgotha, where, or the place of the skull, where Yeshua was crucified as well. And if you remember, there's also, it's also suspected that the bones of Adam and Eve are buried there for the research needed, but 
kind of neat to think about, right? Now here is a picture or an artist depiction of Abraham sacrificing or offering up Isaac, but the angel here stopping him. Of course, you see down there in the bottom left where the ram is being provided. But wait, there's more connections. Both of them carried their own wood. When we read the story of Abraham and Isaac, you see here in Genesis 22, 6, where Abraham gathered the wood and then put it on Isaac or Yitshak. And Yitshak carried it to the place of the sacrifice. And as we all know, Yeshua carried his stake when he was going to be crucified. Kind of a neat connection. Also, both of them asked their father a question while they were being offered up for a sacrifice. In the story of Abraham and Isaac, Isaac asked him, his father, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, see the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for an ascending offering? That's in Genesis 22, 7. And of course, as we all know with Yeshua, when he was being crucified, he said in Matthew 27, 46, Eli, Eli, lama shabachthani, that is, my El, my El, why have you forsaken me? Another kind of neat connection you might not have thought of. Again, Isaac's mother, Sarah, was supposed to be barren, right? As we already went over earlier, Sarah was past the way of women. She was past the age of childbirth. She was not supposed to have any other kids. Isaac's wife, Rebecca, or Rivka, was barren until Isaac prayed for her to conceive, and she conceived. Miriam, or Yeshua's mother, was supposed to be barren also, because she was a virgin. She had never been with a man, but she conceived as well. So kind of a neat connection there. And if you think about it, both Isaac and Yeshua were both miracle births, right? Sarah was past childbearing age and miraculously conceived and bore Isaac. Miriam, or Mary, the mother of Yeshua, was a virgin. She had not been with a man, but yet she miraculously conceived and gave birth to Yeshua. So, neat connection there as well. Also, both of them were named before their birth. We saw in Genesis 17, 19, how Yitzhak, or Isaac's name, was given to Abraham and Sarah long before he was born. And we see from more than one verse, but here, Luke 1, 31, where Yeshua is given his name to Mary, Miriam, or Mary, before his birth also. So both Isaac and Yeshua were given their names before they were born. Other places you read in Scripture, people are named after they're born. And usually nowadays as well. But it's kind of neat to find that connection between Isaac and Yeshua where they were both given their names before they were born. So that is the information we have for you. Hope you found it neat. We really found the connections between Yeshua and Isaac very neat. And hope you did as well. But just to summarize and bring everything to an end, 
Yitzhak, or Isaac, was the 20th generation from Adam. He lived for 180 years. He was the second of the three patriarchs. He had one wife, Rivka, or Rebekah, and he had twin sons, Jacob and Esau. And as we clearly saw, Isaac is a shadow or type of Yeshua. It's very neat to see those connections there and how the story of Isaac and Abraham, but especially Isaac, foreshadowing the life and the story of Yeshua. Very, very neat there. And if you'd like to find out more about Isaac and his life, read Genesis chapter 17 through chapter 35. That contains the story of Isaac. Now, obviously, there are lots and lots and lots more references to Isaac in Scripture. But the story of his life from his birth to his death is contained from Genesis 17 through 35. So, I'd like to thank you for joining us tonight for tonight's Drosh and tonight's live episode. Once more, if you need to contact us for any reason, you can do so through any of our many multiple... Ah, I really cannot solve tonight. You can contact us through any of our social media profiles, whether that be Getter, Gab, True Social, Parlor, Twitter, Facebook, what have you. We're on Retalk now. Contact us through one of there, or the best way to do it is through our email, team at godhonesttruth.com. Now, in just a moment, we're going to be doing the Aaronic Benediction. So if you're watching at home and you want anyone to be gathered together with you, go ahead and start gathering them together. But before we do that, also make sure to go down below, leave us a comment. Just tell us hi, Shabbat Shalom, whatever you feel like. Be sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, as well as the bell icon so you're notified every time that we go live or when we upload an on-demand video. And hit that share button and share it around with your friends, family, colleagues, or whoever you think might enjoy this kind of content. Be sure to join us next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Friday for our next live episode. And that's going to be all about, <clears throat> excuse me, can't even think today. It's going to be about speaking in tongues. So make sure not to miss that. And of course, if you do, you can catch it on the on-demand version beginning on Saturday morning. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get into our Aaronic Benediction. Give a rikaka Yahweh, Vayishmarecha. Yair Yahweh Panave Lecha, Vihunecha. Yisa Yahweh Panave Lecha, Vyasim Lecha, Shalom. May Yahweh bless you and guard you. May Yahweh make his face shed light upon you and be gracious unto you. May Yahweh lift up his face unto you and give you peace. Thank you once again for joining us tonight, for tonight's service, and for tonight's drosh. We hope you have a great and restful Shabbat tomorrow, or right now as it may be, actually. But until we meet again next week, hope your week is filled with good food, good friends, good family, good spirits, good health, good fortune. And until we meet again next Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, have a good week. Shavuot Tov and Shabbat Shalom.
Oh 